welcome to the Hormones in Harmony podcast. I'm your host, Vivian Allred, former chronic illness sufferer turned trusted health practitioner. My passion is helping people to identify and address the root causes of their symptoms through my online business, Viva Natural Health. If you're struggling with confusing or stubborn symptoms that just won't go away despite your best efforts, then you're in the right place. If I can heal from a long list of symptoms and conditions, including cystic acne, hair loss, severe food reactions, and brain fog, then you can heal too. Stay tuned for weekly episodes that share expert guest interviews, Q&A, and solo episodes that are all intended to help you wherever you're at on your healing journey. The information shared on this podcast is intended for educational purposes only, and is not designed to replace the advice of your health practitioner. That said, let's get into today's episode. Hello everyone, hope you're all having a great day so far, wherever you're at in the world. It is a glorious day here in England, which is quite the difference to the summer we've been having so far. It's been honestly cold, rainy, gloomy, kind of like winter weather which has not been fun because before we know it, winter is going to be here and we're not going to have a proper summer. But past couple of days, it's been really good. Maybe by the time this episode airs in a few days, that's gone again. But I am being grateful for it while it's here. And today's episode kind of fits into this a little bit. And it's on the subject of travel. And I wanted to release this during the summer months because this is the prime time that people go on vacation. But it's always something that you can come back to. Uh, as with all of these episodes, you can always search again and follow my guest for more content if you're going away later in the year even. And I love that my guest today is a former client. Her name is Tori Collins. I started working with her in mid-2021. And she was studying nutrition at the time at the same college that I studied at. And now she has graduated, she's qualified, and she's working with clients. Simultaneously, she is traveling. She's really into solo travel, which I love. And that's what I'm talking to her about on today's episode, is how to stay healthy. How does she maintain her results being on a plane in different time zones in different parts of the world without the comfort of her home and her just general day-to-day routine. So we're covering so much, but Tori is a nutritional therapist um, and she is passionate about making wellness more accessible and simple to young people. Through her own teenage struggles with chronic health issues and the lack of health education in school, she taught herself the power of nutrition and lifestyle changes. No more feeling self-conscious, missing work or suffering in silence. Tori is also a keen advocate of solo traveling As a nutritional therapist, she brings a unique perspective to the travel world. She understands the importance of nourishing your body to minimize the impact of traveling on your short and long-term health. Tori shares her first-hand experience, meals, destinations, sustainable travel practices, budget-friendly hacks, and all the things healthy travel. Whether that's finding nutritious local food, preparing simple wholesome meals, or incorporating exercise into your travel routine, Tori covers it all both on this episode and her social medias, which will be linked below. But yeah, in the episode, she covers her like recent trips and she's only been into this past few years properly, but she has learned a lot from her experiences and really diving into it with both feet. 
Um, we touched on her experience working with me because she was already into some of this stuff. Obviously, she was training, but we worked together for a few months and managed to get even more improvements. And she shows things like mindful travel activities, um, how to like navigate the whole cooking situation and what are some of the key essentials that you should be taking with you to make sure that you can cook healthy wherever you're at. And some of them are to like make the meals taste good. So even taking your own salt with you, if you're going to be salting every single meal, you can get a lot of minerals and improvements with taking your own versus using the table salt that's actually quite harmful to health at restaurants. She discusses the health benefits of holidays. She talks about how to navigate appetite changes, which can happen. She said that she gets really hungry the day after traveling. So instead of just going to the local shop and binge eating a ton of chocolate and sweets, she has some tips on to, uh, how to navigate that and things like jet lag and just being mindful and realistic about your diet whilst you're away. You want to enjoy the local area and live your life. But also if you're trying to recover from a health issue or maintain your results or just not fall into health issues, then there's a lot of just simple basic things that you can do. She shows her favorite supplements. Um, I give some of my recommendations and thoughts as well. So it's an overall great podcast episode. It's a bit of a long one. So hopefully you can stick around to the full or just come back if you need to do it in two parts. But yeah, I just wanted to put the full episode out there because it's a good one and it's the perfect time of year if you've got a trip coming up or you know someone who is going away and they want to try and be healthier, then this is the episode for them. So let's get into today's episode with Tori Collins. Hi, Tori. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's so good to have you. I, this is the first time we've spoken in a few years now. So we've just had a, a good old catch up before we hit record and you've been updating me on like finishing your college course we did the same course um and yeah your recent travel but I want to get into all of the travel stuff today and I've just read your bio and the listeners have a, a a general overview of who you are and what you do but I'd love for you to go a bit deeper into your health journey so start from wherever you want to and however much detail you'd like and your experience um, of working with me over, um, how long was it, like a year? Yeah, about a year. And then, yeah, where you're at today and how your recent travels have been. So, yeah, just update us on your whole life, if you would. (laughs) So um, I actually come from a family of celiac disease. So my dad was diagnosed when I was like six months old. So that's all I've kind of known. And um, I grew up in Australia and then we moved over and my auntie bought my mum a Thermomix. I don't know if you've heard mm. of it. Like and, a, a blender? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a glorified blender. <laughs> <laughs> like a 20 in one appliance. Yeah, yeah, literally. It it is it is pretty amazing. Anyway, so she gave it to my mum and we just moved over. My dad was setting up his business. And so my mum was at home a lot and she just started cooking more and she was doing like healthy recipes and all things gluten-free. She actually had a blog and um, I was, you know, 14, 15 at the time. And I had absolutely no interest in pesto pasta mm-hmm. or bliss balls. <laughs> you know, I wanted to eat pizza and I wanted to drink frappes with my friends um and I just yeah I just I wanted to fit in and I wanted to be 
normal like everyone else. And it came like I think I was maybe 15 and that's when I started like noticing things that were perhaps off. So I started, um, I had period pain that was so bad that I stopped going to school or I'd be, you know, dosed up on painkillers and then my skin was, you know, it was really bad and, you know, I just, I wasn't doing the things like in my diet that I know now but at the time I just wanted, you know, pills and medications to make it all go away and then it wasn't until I had health anxiety and I healed that through like changing my diet and lifestyle when I was about 16 that I was like wow like this actually works um and a huge thing for me was definitely stress so I just I went through you know school being like why am I so different to everyone else and then I just I pursued my passion of art and through like studying that I then like discovered nutrition um because that was when I was suffering with anxiety and I changed everything and yeah so my like school was really supportive in that that I did like a my final like art project on function and I made a, a textile like mixed media um concept straight jacket of what it's like to be trapped in your own skin so it was like a physical you know representation of that and all of the the pieces on the straight jacket were like malfunctioning skin um and then yeah you're I went expressing to study your, you're getting your emotions out that's like a form of trauma healing isn't it yeah no it was I definitely felt like art was my kind of therapy in that and um yeah then I went on to study with CNM and I still felt like I was like there's something you know still going on in my life my skin was a little bit you know it wasn't that clear and I was still like suffering with a few like little bits of period pain um and then I broke up with my boyfriend at the time and I uh, changed my diet a little bit more I started exercising and my like within a few months my period pain just like completely disappeared and I was like whoa and then I started working with you know practitioners like a, a student practitioner and then I went to see Viv and that's just when like everything completely changed for me and I just yeah, really healed and I was like this is amazing I want to tell everyone about it and I want other young people to feel like me because I've I've been there I've struggled with like my appearance and you know my mental health and my sexual health and I assume a lot of other people, especially other young women like me, are going through the same thing and they're not being offered any help or any education in schools. Um, so, yeah, I'm super passionate about that now. Um, and I also love to travel. So, <laughs> you know, that's, that's... Where did that love come from? So I think, I think it was more I had, like, boy trouble and I was just kind of like, I'm fed up with you let know, me move countries and find some <laughs> new boys maybe they're maybe they're better in the yeah US. <laughs> well actually um so my kind of love for travel my parents actually met backpacking um and they have like the sweetest love story that I will ever know um Aww. my mum basically 
she went over to Australia um, for a holiday. And I think within the first few days, she met my dad, like, through a mutual, like, friend that she'd met travelling. And they spent a few days together and then she carried on with the rest of her trip and she extended her holiday, um, called up her boss and said, you know, can I stay another two weeks? And he said yes. She went back, you know, spent a couple of weeks with my dad. Then she came home, she had a new job, she bought a car, and then six months later, you know, she went back and she went on a working holiday and she went back, you know, to see my dad and they've been together oh, for like the rest of his story. yeah um so for me there's kind of like a there's a real it's in my blood mm. kind of thing as and much as you probably hate to admit they have influenced you with the travel and the health stuff literally yeah <laughs> you know I didn't realize it at the time but certainly when I was younger about how you know my mum was telling me not to wear like antiperspirant deodorant and I was like I don't care um, <laughs> And now, you know, that's why I say, say to people who they're like struggling with their kids and they're not, you know, being healthy and stuff. And I'm like, they'll come around. It just, it'll take them, you know, something, something, I know it's bad, but something big sometimes has to happen in your life to just completely change everything for you. And yeah, certainly for me, like a stressful relationship, um, you know, or even just, changing schools was a huge thing for me that it just set off this stress in my body and you know my mind would make up things like symptoms you know in my like hands and in my arms so you know if your mind can harm you your mind can also heal you Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah going back to the travel I was having some boy problems and I was like you know what I'm just gonna sack all of this off and I was going up to Edinburgh to see my best friend and I decided to, on the way back down, take my first solo trip um, and stay in a hostel in the Lake District because I'd just been there on a, a holiday two weeks before and I loved it and I was like, I want to come back here. And so I did and I had an amazing time, um, kept things relatively simple and I, you know, still like cooked in the hostel and stuff and it, because it's such a it's such a rural kind of place you know it wasn't full of backpackers like me it was you know mostly like older older couples and you know um, very safe introduction into backpacking I just I I think you know you go off and you don't you probably think it's a little bit selfish to be like oh I want to do this or you know but it's reconditioning yourself to think actually being able to prioritize you and doing what you want is not selfish at all and it's you kind of yeah you get your chance to be like do you know what I actually I want to eat this tonight or I want to go and do that activity and you know it's lovely to travel with people but it's also amazing to be like I just fancy doing what I want to do and it was when it was on my last day in the lakes. I'd literally gone for two days and I packed up all my stuff and I walked down to Lake Windermere and I ended up, I went kayaking. I didn't have any swimwear, so I went in my underwear. I didn't have my phone. I wasn't with anyone and I was just kayaking on Lake Windermere with the most beautiful view 
ever seen. Just me, the mountains and my thoughts. And I was like, I want to feel like this all the time. And yeah, that's the feeling that I get when I go off on my own and I explore like who I am without like the conditioning and, you know, the facade of like other people's influences on me. You know, I saw this kind of a video the other day and it's like a reason why people go solo travelling is because they can be like their most authentic self away from everyone else that they know, you know, and their opinions and their effects on you. Um, so, yeah, that's that's like my kind of journey of how I started that and then ever since then um, I think I've been to like maybe seven countries on my own um, slowly like within the last two years and um, I'm doing more. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you got more planned. Yeah, got the yeah. travel bug. Yeah, definitely. I just did five months away and I came back and I was like, I'm going to settle. And then uh, within three weeks, I'd booked another trip. Like, so. I mean, especially the weather we've been having here in England. Yeah, yeah. It's was... so depressing. We The whole month of July was just rain and gloomy, wind, cold, uh, freezing cold. Yeah, <laughs> even today, it's like the sun is trying yeah. to come out. There are still so many clouds, you know, coming over. And I sat out this morning. And I was like drinking coffee, reading a book outside, and I was like, oh, just you know, getting in my a glimmer room. of hope. Yeah, yeah, because it, it it is depressing to come back, like you know, to the weather here. But then also when it was like forty degrees in Australia, you're just like, mm. oh, it's too hot and too much. <laughs> yeah, the grass is always greener. Yeah, literally, you sometimes you're like, oh, I just want to, like, have some hot sun. And a lot of people have been complaining lately about all of the rain. And I just think it's going to be so hot in a couple of weeks and you'll be complaining <laughs> that it's too hot. I hope so. Yeah, I just need, like, two, just two to three nice warm days to yeah. feel like I've had some sort of summer. Yeah. I was, like, yeah. com- contemplating booking a holiday to Spain the other day. I was like, I need to go somewhere. And then we had a, like, a nice day and I was like, oh, it's fine. And I'm like, the weather's gone again. Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently there's a heat wave coming. Really? Yeah. I'll make All sure I'm in wave. this country for yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> you should be a weather, like a weather reporter on the side and yeah, yeah maybe that's educate us all where we need to be going. <laughs> <laughs> so where did you go on your most recent trip? Um, ooh. So just, I've been up to Edinburgh mm-hmm. the last few weeks. I'm very lucky that a girl I went to school with, she lives in Edinburgh now. So I try and do that every year. Um, when it was COVID, I think in 2020, I was supposed to go to Budapest with some friends and it got cancelled and I had my week off and I was like, right, I'm going to go up to Edinburgh, you know and see my friend and we've done it for four years now and it's like our tradition if I go up um and it was on that second year when I was going up to see her that that's when I did my first solo trip mm-hmm. um but actually before that I I went to Amsterdam in June to visit a lovely friend I made whilst I was backpacking in Australia we met on a boat in the ocean and um she was Dutch and so yeah I went to go and visit her um, so yeah, you just even, you know, the, the small influences of a trip that you do, and you meet someone, and then before you know it, 
you get you know a nice trip to see their country yeah yeah, yeah. and how do you do you have any tips on people who with like low confidence if they want to make friends or just confidence in general when traveling on your own because it's obviously can be quite overwhelming um, and maybe if someone can start more local like go to a bit of a quieter place like the lake district or yeah somewhere in the countryside just to test out the waters instead of flying across the world to yeah, Australia yeah, but yeah. sometimes getting outside of your comfort zone helps with that confidence so some people are the, the type of person who need to push themselves and really just like jump into it like both feet yeah no definitely I mean I growing up literally had no confidence whatsoever I was really anxious and self-conscious and I always I remember this video I watched when I was um maybe like 16 or 17 and it was a video about like the, your comfort zone mm. and once you go out of your comfort zone you go into the magic zone and you realize it's not as scary and then you expand your comfort your um your comfort your comfort zone like through that mm-hmm. um so I think you kind of gain the confidence by doing things that you think are like scary um so there's like a quote saying you know do one thing every day that scares you so you don't have to do it every day but if you think okay that really scares me you should try and do like a little something that's close to that so if you step towards yeah if your dream is to travel the world then start off with doing a day trip Mm. you know or doing a one-nighter in a place that's relatively close to you so you know for me I was obviously going up to Edinburgh um, and then on my way down, I was stopping off at a stop closer to where I live. Um, it's about two hours away that if something goes wrong, you're not in another country. You know, if you lose your passport, you're still in the same country. If you lose your phone, you know, there, it's much easier if things go wrong when you're at like home um, versus like when you're in a non like English speaking country mm-hmm. and um so yeah that was kind of my like initial step you know is doing that doing little day trips um meeting you know new people that you've never you know met before that all these all these little things kind of add up and you know build that confidence and before you know it I mean going to Australia in October that was my first international trip on my own I've never flown on my own before and I was fine because it's like, well, I've been to the lakes. I went to yeah. York, you know, been to well, London. You know, there are lots of other places. You could even go down to Cornwall if it's depends where's close to you. And I definitely, I'm a huge advocate of people traveling in their own like country first and seeing their own country. Yeah, there's so much know, beauty in England, isn't there? Yeah, and you, you kind of take it for granted. But, you know, I know other Australians that they've never even seen some of the most beautiful places in their own country. And yet, you know, there's people like me or, you know, other people that I know who will travel halfway across yeah. the world to go to some of these iconic places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just want what we just want something different, don't we? So like, let me just get out of here. Let me just fly the nest. And then you actually start to realise, oh, I live in such an amazing place. 
Yeah, especially, uh, you know, the north part of the UK. You know, I know there's like a big divide between like northerners and southerners <laughs> and I'm definitely more of a northerner myself. Um, but, yeah, I love the lakes, York, you know, you love Harry Potter, cobbled streets. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much history up here um, and so much beauty that, and it's actually cheaper. So, (laughs) and what is? I was in York the other day last week. um, Actually, what's the connection with Harry Potter there? Because they had like some Harry Potter shops, and there were queues like round the corner for it. I I don't actually know like what the relevance is to it. I think because it looks looks yeah yeah especially that is it the shambles Um, yeah the old like cobbled street that's where one of the shops was and like was it filmed here or something was like part of the movie filmed here but. Yeah, it must just be I'm like sure the look someone, of it. I'm sure someone else. Yeah, someone, let me know if, if you're listening <laughs> and you you have answers for me. So I'm not a massive yeah. Harry Potter fan, but mm, no, no, yeah, there's like that. tons it... of people who have specifically travelled there for that. I think but it's an yeah. amazing place anyway. Yeah. Do you yeah. have any travel disaster stories? Disaster. Oh, your worst experience, and how did you navigate that? Okay. Um. I don't think there's ever like anything super disastrous. I just I think one of the maybe more like negative things that have happened is when I was in Australia, I decided to backpack the east coast, which is kind of from Melbourne up to Cairns. And um I met this girl like through Facebook. Um there's this I think it's a, a group called the Travel Squad and it's if you don't want to travel alone, basically, you say, I'm going here. And lots of other people will be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be there as well. So I met this girl and literally within a few days we decided we were going to travel together and I met her once. And then, yeah, we got on the road together and she was she was a lovely girl, but we clearly had very different, like, interests and experiences that it was at any possible chance um she wanted to have a drink and <laughs> it was like we'd just gone to sydney she did all of the clubs in australia yeah, <laughs> i don't mind like a bit of a boogie i don't mind having a little drink but i don't want to do it every night because i can you could do that at home yeah i mean save I you money a beer on the beach at any moment that I like in the whole of my life um but yeah there are other experiences that you're going to miss out on because of that so yeah we were traveling together and we did a couple of things you know we compromised and then we ended up staying at this with this website called adopt a backpacker I'm not sure if it's renamed and you basically stay at someone's house in exchange for a few chores and um, yeah, so we we're staying with this this guy, and he kind of lived a little bit remotely. That the nearest food place or anything was a petrol station, and um, yeah, we did so many like activities in this short space of time that we were staying with him that I got my body got so exhausted, and I sunburnt my face. And then I got a cold sore and I don't get that very often. And it just really showed to me that I was so run down from doing so many activities. 
I wasn't eating very regularly and the things that I was eating, they weren't nourishing me. Um, and so, yeah, I, we got to the next place. We got to Byron Bay and she was like, okay, let's go out. And I was like, do you know what? I need to chill. But like, this is where we part ways. <laughs> yeah. And so we actually did, we parted ways, yeah. you know, a few days after that. But I just, yeah, I got really sick and it kind of mm. took, it took the enjoyment out of mm. that trip that I'd started. Partly because you weren't doing what you wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like your, so your environment, like even with the people that you're surrounding yourself with, it does affect your health. So yes, yeah. it probably was like the, just being run down and, working and working too much but then I think it could also be a reflection of like not not being in alignment with what you want yeah yeah and I just think you really you know the the saying of like when you're on an airplane and they say put your own Mm. mask on first and then help other Mm. people that's why I love you know solo traveling so much because it's like okay I can put my own mask on first and then I can, you know, help other people or I can I can choose to be yeah, around. If them. you want to. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then that way I can prioritize, you know, my health and the things that make me feel good and I'm not just doing it because someone else, you know, wants me to do it. And it's like that doesn't feel very aligned to me. No, well, the reason that you're going away in the first place is to have fun and do what you want to do. So if you just meet up with someone and you just end up following them around and not actually enjoying yourself, then what's the point? Yeah. So I don't think there's been, you know, too many things where That's I, good. you know, in a real disaster. I think the most, like, disastrous bit was when I got back from this East Coast trip. I went back to my auntie's house and I bought her some chocolates, you know, as like a a gift from what you know my travels and I left them on my bed and one of her dogs came into my room and I ate all the chocolates and I was devastated because yeah. I was like one I've spent twenty dollars <laughs> no if the and, dog's okay like I spent- <laughs> but then it dawned on me and I was like oh my gosh like poisonous for dogs and so she wasn't there at the time and I was running around like a headless chicken being like where do I take this dog and which dog has actually eaten the chocolate? Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, it cost me a lot of money because mm. the the veterinary, like, care over there is a very different system to here. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it cost me a couple of hundred quid and I was like, oh. So, yeah, that was the most stressful part. Was the dog okay? Yeah, yeah, she was yeah, fine. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I learnt my lesson of don't buy gifts. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Keep the chocolates for yourself. That's my takeaway yeah. from that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned a few websites there. Are there any like really good resources, websites, Facebook pages, groups that you'd recommend for travel in general or meeting up with people? Yeah. So um, the Travel Squad is, that's the biggest one. I think it's it's quite big in the UK, but there's like 100,000 people on it. Um, and you just do a post, say, I'm going to be like in this place. Does anyone want to come with me? Um, so that makes it really nice if you, because a lot of like friends will say, oh, I want to like travel with you. And then, you know, life happens mm. and you're the one ready to go. And then yeah, what- like say it to begin with and they actually get to reality. Like, oh, I can't actually do that or I can't afford that. Yeah. Yeah. Time. 
yeah so it's just you know put yourself out there and be like do you know what I'm gonna go on my own and you know there's there's no harm in that you don't have to travel with like you know friends and everything because you'll make so mm. many friends when you're out there and a lot of people think oh well isn't it lonely you know going on your own and it's it is the complete opposite because one you can you get to choose if you want to be alone but then you also get to choose if you want to socialize and meet mm -hmm. people and yeah some of the people that I've met I've certainly when I was out on my five-month trip I made like three really good friends that you know they're friends for life now and I would never have met them if I hadn't have gone like on that trip um but yeah so definitely like staying in hostels that's how I like I make a lot of friends you know you chat to someone in your dorm and you end up you know I've chatted to this one girl who was French in my dorm in Byron Bay and instead of going for a beer on the beach with this other girl that I traveled with um me and this other girl we cooked our own evening meal and we took it in Tupperware and we went and watched the sunset oh. at the lighthouse and it's just like I can drink that beer on a beach any day of yeah. the year yeah. I'll never get to you know make my own meal and spend time with this complete total stranger and watch the sunset um and that was you know arguably to me more fulfilling than you know just getting drunk everywhere and there's certainly a difference in you know you you do find a lot of people who just go out drinking and stuff and you know while that's fun for a lot of people for me I just I can do a little bit of that but most of the time it's like I'd rather not there are you I know, know which group I'd want to be in as well and I feel like people <laughs> there's so many people who would probably feel the same as you but they just get carried away with peer pressure and they come back and they feel even worse than ever um, a lot of my clients, we were talking about this before we hit record, some health issues started either on the trip or when they once they got home, they might have picked up a parasite um, in Thailand and it's kind of just laid dormant until a few months later, back at home, work stress, just general life happens and they develop IBS or like severe skin issues. So there are like so many things that you can do. And it usually is the small things if you just make like very tiny tweaks and decisions when you're away make a healthier choice it all adds up and it yeah. might seem if you're taking supplements with you or certain bits of like food snacks a few healthy snacks might be like oh what's the point um if I'm going to be away for five months but it, it does make a big difference and you want to be able to enjoy yourself and not be feeling exhausted and hungover and severely bloated because you're not even going to have fun anyway you're not even going to enjoy your trip yeah, you can't enjoy your trip if you're constantly, like, tired or, you know, ill. And, yeah, a lot of – I would see a lot of people just like that. And I'm like, oh, don't you want to do this? And it's like, I've got no energy or I'm too hungover. And just, <laughs> just know, in bed all day. Like, why have you travelled across the world? Yeah. <laughs> you can literally do that at home and it's not <laughs> a thing. Um, but, yeah, some people do go over to the other side of the world and they – absolutely hate it and that's why they spend all day in bed mm. it's just like just go so home don't put yourself through it. it you know solo traveling isn't for everyone um but you know if if it is for you you'll know by just you know taking that first trip 
Um, but yeah, in terms of making friends, um, a lot of the time it is just putting yourself out there and obviously, you know, going out for, you know, drinks, you know, that encourages you to maybe like come out of your shell slightly. Not that I think that's the only way to make friends, but I myself, I've done that. My like second solo trip, I went to York and I'd literally gone after work one day and I was going to wash my hair and go to bed and get up early and explore the, you know, the city. And I got there and the receptionist was so friendly and he was like, everyone's having a drink at the bar. Like you should join in. And I went upstairs and I was like, do you know what? I'm going to go out of my comfort zone here and I'm going to go and have a drink at the bar. And I did. And I made so many friends that night. Um, you know, that I still talk to today that, you know, really it just does take one thing of being like, right, I'm going to push myself to do this scary thing and you realise that it's not that scary and that everyone else is feeling the same thing. Um, but, yeah, definitely staying in hostels, you know, talking to people in your dorm room. If they've got a bar, like, you don't necessarily have to, you know, have a drink to do that. It depends how you like feel confident you know doing that you know with a non-alcoholic drink or if you you do need you know, one to sort of ease you into it um but then also going on little day trips you know like say if you book an excursion there'll be other people your age in there that you can just strike up a random conversation with especially you know when they're doing the same thing you know the people that you meet on these these trips they're just like you they like want to explore and you know it's great to then find out like what other people do as jobs mm -hmm. and it's like what are you doing over here yeah. the woman that I met in who's Dutch in in Amsterdam she's a doctor wow. and she was we literally met in the middle of the ocean <laughs> you know in Australia and I think it was the last day and I we were on this like slide you know going into the ocean and someone had said oh yeah like she's pretty cool she's a she's a doctor and I was like what having a cool thing conversation <laughs> yeah, you're just like you're enjoying everyone's like yeah. that you know I think a lot of people get, get bogged down in like oh what do you do for a living mm. and yeah, you want to like forget about your just sometimes boring regular life and you want to talk about some other stuff and what you've yeah. been up to and more yeah. exciting things yeah, that's why I think it's really amazing like to go out and no one knows who you are back at home, like who you are back at home. You know, I obviously like my really close friends like know who I am. But if I'm like around people, it's like, oh, I don't really like know who you are. Like say if I started a new workplace, when I go off like solo traveling, I don't have to have any mm -hmm. kind of like facade of being like, oh, act a certain way, you know, conditioning of you know, peer pressure and stuff it's like if I don't want to drink I'll just say to someone I don't want to I don't want to do this or like I'm really Be confident with your if you're kind of like acting awkward about it and yeah like, oh, I don't know just like be firm like oh no like in a fun way you don't have to make yeah. them feel bad if they want to do it then fair, fair enough but if you <laughs> are like confident then they often don't bother like questioning you or they don't push if you're firm in your decisions yeah, I mean, you'll, you'll certainly meet other people who will be like, yeah, I feel the same way about mm. that. 
you know, even like on Instagram, you know, the more you kind of put out about how like who you are, you know, really, you'll you'll definitely find that there are people who will come to you and be like, I feel the same way, and like I'm glad someone else has said that. We'll um, yeah um and especially like even recently I was shared like my kind of view on sort of coming away from drinking alcohol and I shared like my view in the comments and you know this woman who'd written the post about you know being sober curious kind of she you know thanked me for sharing that view and it's mm. just like that's it's not widely spoken about but there are definitely people out there who will, you know, say, I actually feel the same way too. And I'll just give too- them a bit of confidence to to do the same. They yeah. have examples of other people who they relate to who are like making that decision. They're like, oh, I feel like I can do that too. And then that spreads on to someone else. Yeah. And that's why effect. you get more confidence to be able to say these things that you don't feel comfortable saying at home, you know, surrounded by your friends who think they know who you are yeah just go out with that alter ego that's such a fear so yeah. <laughs> whoever yeah. you want to be yeah literally um so that's you know big reasons to why like i go yeah and i feel like intuition would likely be part of this conversation like you said before when you got to the place you were staying in york and you had that moment in your room where you're like do i want to go down to the bar or do I want to be in bed Some, sometimes it might just be no I want to have a bath or have a shower get yeah. in my pyjamas and go to bed but you tuned in and you're like actually no I, I want to go down and meet people um, yeah. and I feel like for women as well especially I talk about it all the time like my intuition used to be completely turned off I just because I had chronic illness I couldn't even think straight so my my inner voice wasn't going to be heard and having the health problems I was looking to doctors and other people to to fix me for so long and then as I got healthier and I started to tap into my intuition it just became stronger and stronger and I feel like women have more of an intuition than men do a lot of the time Mm -hmm. and um, I feel like this could be important when it comes to solo travel as well in terms of safety and really listening to your gut so do you have anything you want to say on that or any examples yeah, I think you kind of, you know the situation in um, what things are going to be like. Like, Say, for example, my mum would say to me, don't walk alone in the dark, like at night, all alone. And then, you know, I got to Amsterdam and it was, it was midnight and, you know, I was walking to this house of a backpacker that, yeah, I've met a couple of times. And you know what? I felt perfectly safe. Mm. I think you you just you do have to be vigilant. Yeah. You do have to think. Okay, am I making a wise choice here? And certainly, you know, there are countries that you might think, oh, maybe I wouldn't do that. But you know, there are a lot of countries that you just you got to use your common sense. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of that is just how you're feeling. You know, I certainly, you know, stay kind of looking around and being like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to be stupid and just like headphones in, like no idea about your surroundings, but you also don't want to be so hypervigilant and living in fear because I feel like that that's going to draw more attention to you if you're yeah. completely scattered, you don't have a plan, you don't know where you're going. So obviously like in your room, you want to like plan and know what's happening um, so that when you go out, it's like you're a woman on a mission, you're, you're walking, you're confident, 
um you'll look in around but yeah you don't need to be like completely fearful of every everyone yeah and you definitely do kind of feel like I feel like this is right or I feel like this is wrong you know you definitely do kind of pick up on that um and just yeah don't it don't feel like you have to do like what other people are, are mm. saying that's why I'm always like an advocate go and try it yourself and you know push yourself to do something that's you know a little bit more risky than what you would usually do and then you slowly realize you're like wow I'm so capable of that um and a lot of people you know, think oh I'd never be able to solo travel because I'm not I'm not confident enough or I'm not capable and it's like yes you are you just have to you just have to do it and take it's like any skill isn't it? it just needs practice yeah yeah before you know my first trip I had no idea what I was doing but now I get off the airplane in a foreign country and I just know like what to do like I don't even have to think about like say for example if my brother were to do the same thing he'd be like oh where do I go like oh what do I do for me like I literally I got off this airplane in Amsterdam and I got off and I was like right train station get a ticket and I was on the train within 20 minutes yeah. landing and I was like wow this is this feels so right to me and you know my intuition just kind of knew it just took me there mm-hmm. um and you know, that itself has probably come from practice of just doing it constantly. And being practice like, strengthening your intuition in small ways as well, just when you're at home, tuning in, like, what do I want for dinner tonight? Or um, when you're driving somewhere, I always do, when I'm travelling, when I'm out on the car, in the car, even if I've got my sat-nav on, I'll think, do I want to go this way? Or is there going to be traffic? And a lot of the time I'll, I'll go the other way and it, it, there was like this huge traffic jam. So you can practice it in smaller ways. And then navigating airports, like the airport setup is designed for people who don't really come from there a lot of the time, like visitors. So they have to make it as streamlined and easy as possible. Some are obviously more complex than others. Um, But yeah, the goal is to make it easy for you. So once you've navigated it once, it's pretty much the same setup in all different countries. Yeah, I definitely think, you know, being able to, you know, be alone and being like, okay, what do I really want to do? That also helps in kind of like stepping into your intuition because you're like, well, what, yeah, what do I really want? Do I want to go out with everyone else or do I want to cook myself like a nice mm-hmm. meal at the hostel? And you think once you kind of start nourishing your body and, you know, choosing those kind of healthier choices, your body's kind of like favouring, I'd rather like yeah, stay. you really don't want to like, eat a big McDonald's meal and drink a bottle of wine because you're like, I'm not going to feel good and it's not going to be worth it. So you, yeah, you do it for yourself. It's not because you're like wanting to be restricted in any way or there's any disordered eating type patterns. Like I've definitely been been told that I have like disordered eating patterns before because I'll like eat a big meal, then I go for a walk afterwards and like help my body to use the carbohydrates better. But that's not me fearing the food. It's me like supporting my body in the process so yeah once you once you've been on your health journey for a while it actually becomes just so easy and you you love nourishing your body and looking yeah. after yourself yeah I mean that's the thing a lot of people think you have to be on a diet but 
when you kind of realize that your diet is your lifestyle and you know that in and itself it doesn't feel like you're restricting I mean I don't say that I'm on any particular diet and I don't you know I can eat what I want you know to a certain extent of what I fancy like you couldn't go out there and eat like takeaways every night but you're choosing not to so even that simple language shift it makes it so much less stressful for the body and you actually find that you don't crave it as much because you can have it if you want it but you're just choosing not to as opposed to telling people I can't have this I'm on this diet I'm allergic to these foods you're just going to be thinking about them constantly it's like yeah. with kids when you tell them they can't have something that's all they they think about yeah I mean that's what I kind of I grew up with you know I had all of this healthy food at home and all I wanted was what all of my friends had you know I wanted pizza and junk food and that's that's the thing you know a long-term kind of approach to health is not making things feel really difficult and so yeah I choose to favor like naturopathic principles that you kind of fit in with my my lifestyle so that I don't say to people, oh, yeah, I eat this diet and it's going to work for you too. Because, no, I, I don't follow any of that. I just bear some things in mind and I'm like, okay, this is going to help me feel a certain way and I'm going to make these choices. And the choices that you make just in your general life in terms of, say, favouring eating protein as opposed to a carb-heavy meal, that can be applied to travelling, you know, it, the things that I talk about, about like healthy travel and meals to eat, you know, that can be applied to just general life. It's, I don't eat a special diet whilst I'm traveling. I just take what I already know and do it in a probably an easier fashion because I don't have a kitchen and a spice rack, yeah. you know. It's just doing the best but that I you can, isn't it? It's also what you're doing the majority of the time. So also if you, eat really great and cook most of your meals at home also don't feel guilty or bad about going to um, Japan and eating different meals that you wouldn't usually have you don't have to stick with your exact types of meals you want to be able to explore the different cultures and the different foods and the local cuisines and enjoy yourself but there's also things within that that you can still do like if you're ordering from the menu maybe choosing some protein options eating those first if you're having a dessert, can you go for a walk around afterwards or do some exercise that day to help your body process the, the sugars? Can you um, not also drink in that meal just so yeah. you can like balance it out a little bit more and not have so many new and different things in one go if you're not used to drinking um, and eating that type of stuff? There's just little things like that um, you, you can use and that'll support your body. And it's like yeah. with weight loss, people think, if you go to the gym, people know if you go to the gym one time, you're not going to lose all your weight and get a six pack. It's also the same with eating a maybe not so healthy meal cooked in rapeseed oil at a restaurant. That's not going to make you sick. It's about what you do the majority of the time that makes a difference. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely, I, I love going to a country and I don't just want to, you know, go to a country just to eat the same things that I would eat at home. Mm -hmm. You know, I went to Brussels in April and I was like, I really want to try Belgian waffles, you know, when in Belgium. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I actually found a, a cafe there that did gluten-free oh, nice. waffles. Um, 
so yeah I had them there yep. I went when I went to Copenhagen I tried um street waffles mm -hmm. I had some gluten-free ones there just because yeah, I so many like over the past few years in particular gluten-free um that's something that I follow as well like just is pretty much a non-negotiable because it makes me feel so much better being gluten-free and I don't yeah. want to have my trip wrecked by stomach aches and brain fog and anxiety. So that is something that you can do. So it's not about not having the waffle at all and going to your hostel or your Airbnb and cooking chicken and rice when you're <laughs> in a new country. Like you can go out there, but can you just do a quick Google search and see um, maybe there's there's like a waffle van down the street, but can you go maybe 10 minutes outside of that place and then there's a, a lovely gluten-free option? Yeah, that I mean, you can have instead. Yeah, I mean, I naturally, obviously, I live in a household that is pretty much gluten free because you know my dad and my brother both have celiac disease, and that was something that, for me as a sixteen year old, I found that like gluten was making me anxious, and um, so yeah, that's why I, I naturally you know err towards it. I know a lot of other you know practitioners would would do the same um but that's not necessarily to say that everyone needs to be gluten-free because even I like occasionally have a bit of sourdough or mm -hmm. you know if someone wants to show me a local delight from somewhere and it's not gluten-free I think well the majority of the time yeah. I I eat really well mm -hmm. and that little bit of a time when I try something new that my body maybe doesn't cope very well with it's okay because as you said before, it's what you do the most of the time that matters, not that one time that you, you did something. Um, that was me and Madeira. When I went on my own in been two years ago, uh, that was the first solo trip that I've done in a while. And I absolutely loved it. And I woke up every day and I was like, what do I want to do? And I'd <laughs> eat on my own and I'd be listening to like a podcast at the same time. And I just had a blast um but I went on a hike and we were like in the middle of this woods and at the end of it we went to like this little cafe and it was this Portuguese woman she came up this little old woman who ran this cafe and she was like biscuits biscuits I think that's the only <laughs> word that she knew and I wasn't gonna say oh no like I don't eat gluten because she was like giving me her love basically and like that's how she was showing us um that yeah she she appreciated us so I I took the biscuit and I loved it and it was delicious and I'd just been on a lovely long like three hour hike so I was in need of the fuel and I didn't have any snacks with me so that was a time that I chose to have the biscuit and I didn't go into it freaking out like what have I just done how's how am I gonna feel afterwards because I probably would develop a stomach ache and like brain fog after I instead I went into it like so thankful for her and just so like soaking up the the environment and I like savored the biscuit and it was yeah it was amazing and I, I was mean, fine I survived <laughs> yeah a lot can be said for you know, being mindful about what you're eating and the difference that in of itself makes to like yeah, the just... energy that you go into it with makes all the difference yeah, because if you think, oh, eating this is going to make me feel ill and it's going to give me a tummy ache, like, of course, it, you, you're going to manifest that, <laughs> you know, and that's going to come out. Whereas if you go into it and you really, like, choose to chew it or you'd be like, I really mm. enjoyed that, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm glad I did it, you know, it, it's it's not going to 
it's not going to be the end of the world. I know, and that's so much better still than a biscuit from the supermarket. Like that's been made with quality ingredients. She has like handmade it. Her energy has gone into that. I think that makes a difference too because I have clients in the US who cannot touch a speck of gluten or wheat and then they travel to Europe and they're absolutely fine because of the quality. So there's so much nuance. Yeah, and that's why I think it's really nice to say when you're in a new country and say you find like a local market, you're trying things things there that you've been like, oh, I've never had this before. I mean, I had a um, a black sapote for the first time. I have no idea what that is. It, um, so it's a, a tropical, like, North Queensland um, fruit, and it's like, it's like a chocolate pudding fruit. Oh. And, um, yeah, so I was staying with one of my mum's friends there, and she was like, oh, we have to try these black sapotes. And I didn't end up getting it. Um, whilst I was there, when I went back home to Melbourne, um, I found one at this beautiful market. It's called the Victoria Markets. And they have like aisles of, you know, local things. There's, you know, fruit stalls. And yeah, I'd been searching for this black sapote and I want, I really wanted one before I went home. And it was amazing. I mm. made it into like a chocolate pudding, Yum. with like a little bit of maple syrup and some extra cocoa. And it was so smooth. It was one of the most yummy things I've ever tasted. And it's got, I can't even remember what it is, but I think it's like four or five times the amount of vitamin C than like a pepper or an orange. Wow. So like high in vitamin C. I'm surprised that's not been like more marketed and. Yeah, I mean, it's. Mainstream, but. Yeah, it's a very kind of, well, I think you can only get it in certain right. you know, tropical kind of environments. Um, but, yeah, I'm just always up for trying something new that I've never seen before and being open to it um, and being open to it not tasting nice. Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's also a thing. <laughs> Do you love coffee but have been told it's bad and needs to be avoided if you're struggling with hormone imbalances like acne, PMS and period problems? Honestly, most coffee out there should be avoided because the majority are contaminated with things like mold and pesticides, which can drive inflammation and those feelings like anxiousness and jitteriness after drinking. But what if I told you there was a coffee option that tastes great, is organic and mold free, and also provides healing properties from reishi mushroom spores? Enter Organo King Coffee, my latest obsession. I didn't drink it for years, because it would always wreck my sleep and leave me feeling like an anxious mess. But King Coffee does the exact opposite. Don't worry, it's not one of those fake coffee alternatives made from herbs. And if you've tried other mushroom coffee brands out there, I promise this one actually tastes good and is way better and provides so many more health benefits. If you haven't already heard of the benefits of reishi mushroom or Ganoderma, then let me give you a quick overview. It's known as the king of medicinal mushroom family due to its superpowers such as supporting healthy immune balance and being an adrenal adaptogen. This means if your immune system's overactive due to autoimmunity, or suppressed because of things like chronic infections, and you're not really sure if your cortisol levels are high or low, the ratio can help to balance things out and it promotes homeostasis within the body. It's also antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal, anti-inflammatory, pretty much everything that we want from a product. Because of its potency, I'd recommend starting slowly if you're someone who's struggling with more complex chronic health issues or is sensitive. If you're thinking, why can't I just take a reishi mushroom supplement? 
Good question. Organo use a patented process to gently crack the inner and outer shell, offering 99% bioavailability of the reishi mushroom spores. I also explain this as being like the differences with probiotics. The regular lactobacillus, bifidobacterium options that we can all buy readily in health food shops have some benefit, but nowhere near as much as the spore-based probiotics that I use all the time with clients. Wanting to give Organo King Coffee a try for yourself? Visit vivanaturalhealth.myorganogold.com. This will all be spelled out and linked in the episode show notes and also my bio link on Instagram. I really hope you love it as much as I do, but now let's get back to the show. Yeah, I love going to markets and farmers markets and more like small um, family run food places. Yeah. Like when I went to Barcelona, instead, like they'd had the McDonald's and everything there. And I definitely wasn't going to eat that. But even the more mainstream um, like cafes and all sorts, I'd be like, no, I want to go to the places that the locals are going. Yeah. I want to go to the market. So, yeah, I always search, like, is there a farmer's market? Is there, like, a health health food store that I want to go to? That's, like, one of my favourite things. And I even found one in Barcelona. Just I, like, stumbled upon um, this health food store down a back street, and it was amazing. They had, like, a whole wall full of herbs and spices and teas, and I spent about two hours of my day in that shop. Because <laughs> I remember, like, I think my first night that I got to Australia and I went to the local health food shop, and I sent you a photo of all of the tea. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was just even in this small place that mm. I was I was living. And, yeah, this whole, like, aisle just full of teas. And I was yeah. like, oh, well, I'm, I'm in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yeah, there's some amazing beaches, but, like, this is perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, what's even better than a beach is a herbal tea yeah. on the beach. Yes. <laughs> very um, true. But they're very health conscious from what I know in Australia. Is that, is that so yeah, true? Yeah, it's definitely more kind of mainstream there. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of like the local cafes do like a more sort of homemade things than say over here. You know, mm. just eat a bit more avocado than us. Yeah, so much <laughs> I mean, I was so like sick of avocado when I, I got home because all of that's the thing, all of the cafes kind of have a very similar menu. Mm. They all have avocado yeah, like yeah. on toast. They all have poached eggs on toast, hummus with ducker. Mm. And I was mm-hmm. just like, I don't want to see a slice of sourdough <laughs> or avocado ever again for a good while. <laughs> You're like, get me a bowl of Cocoa Pops. <laughs> well, <laughs> I draw the one the other way. <laughs> I mean, I, that's one of like my meals when I am traveling without a a kitchen um I was staying in Perth for a week and we didn't have like a kitchen there was a toaster there was a few like little bits you know knocking around but it wasn't a kitchen and I was like what meal can I make for breakfast that's going to keep cost like down and is still going to be like relatively nourishing but I have nothing to cook with and that was where avocado and toast came Mm -hmm. in and I spent the whole week eating avocado on toast. <laughs> that yeah, when I, I got home, I was like, "Mum, I never want <laughs> an avocado for a good while." I only eat this in Australia, though. Yeah, it was. Oh, like uh, my brother used to be addicted to avocado on toast, <laughs> and he would eat loads of it. And he he did it for about a year, and then yeah, he he absolutely hates avocados mm, now. Sick of himself. Yeah. Um, but it's just that even in itself, like 
finding meals and being resourceful when you don't have access to, say, a kitchen or you don't have a lot of money. Mm. You still want to eat well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so what were some of your other go-tos, like so, lunches and dinners? So for breakfast, generally because it's so easy, um, I'll find like a, a Greek yogurt mm-hmm. or even an organic yogurt if I can find it. Um, yogurt, then find some berries, so generally blueberries, and then like some nuts. Because a lot of the times I would stay in places where I'm only there for like one or two nights. And so it's difficult to find like, say if I want scrambled eggs on toast, you know, or just scrambled eggs and bacon. If I'm there for one night, I've then got to either chuck yeah. it away yeah. or carry it with me. Um, and they're two options that I don't want. Um, I did remember one time I was, I'd just been on a 14-hour coach and we arrived at this service station because we're in like the middle of the outback and we stopped off in the service station and I was hoping there'd maybe be like a yogurt or a granola like with pop or something um there was nothing and I even asked the guy I was like can you do me like the bacon and eggs but without the bread and he didn't really get what I was asking <laughs> and I was like you know what I'll just leave it and I got back on the coach and the only thing like in my food bag was some warm hummus Aww. and some like, gluten-free bread. <laughs> Very <laughs> depressing. Yeah. I sent my <laughs> mum a message being like, this is breakfast this morning. <laughs> yeah, although it's not one of my most like mm. nourishing moments, it's better than just like. being real, yeah. Yeah, just it's better than being starving um, or going for something that everyone else was going for that's. I had these weird breadcrumb mixed meat corn stick things. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm sure you can conjure up an image. Yeah. And they have them in like a hot box. And they have that for breakfast? Yeah, a lot of people oh. like so you go to a service station and like, like deep that. fried, like yeah. a corn dog thing. Yeah, yeah, except it looks nasty and you're just like, what even is that? It, <laughs> it could be something really sinister and people would still like eat it. Um, so, yeah, but generally a yogurt with berries, you can find that, you know, in most supermarkets, you know, wherever in the mm-hmm. world you would get something. Mm-hmm. And that's like, say, if you're on the go. But um, generally I like to do poached eggs. Um, I don't like to go, yeah, super fancy with anything major because I don't, like, have the space, certainly in hostel kitchens, I don't have the space to store that stuff. Um, but say if I'm like in an Airbnb, I'll choose to go to the supermarket and I'll do a bit of a, a bigger shop. Um, it's like I went to the lakes for my birthday with some friends and we stayed there for the weekend and we I went to Aldi and Morrison's or whatever. And I did a full shop for, I don't know, maybe like 40 quid or something for the whole like four days that we were there. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we had loads of meals. Everything was, like, all, you know, home-cooked. And it was so nice. Yeah. And I suppose from a kind of a young age, I've grown up, you know, with my parents taking me to hostels. You know, it was never, like, all-inclusive, you know, family holidays where, you know, at buffets and stuff. Um, You know, they took me to hostels and they would cook meals. Um, Or I remember one time... We used to stay in like premier inns 
and my mum would take her Thermomix with her. And we'd be <laughs> She'd love that Thermomix, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> it was really handy. She would, cook, she would cook a curry in the wow. hotel room. <laughs> oh, I better love that. But the staff loved that the next day. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure if I can say this, but we used to put a sock over the smoke. <laughs> You know, when you've got you know, a family and you're going yep. out, you know, trying to keep things really cheap and simple, you know, it was it was fairly cheap to do that <laughs> in the hotel room. You didn't have to go out for a meal, and it was it was more some corners, but part yeah. of the experience, isn't it? Yeah, and it's, your fond memories. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have like whenever like we go away, we literally bring the kitchen sink, mum. You know, my mum has this big bag now that's got every utensil <laughs> that she's ever been to an Airbnb. It's like, well, they didn't have a, a yeah, caterpillar. Yeah. Just in case. <laughs> yeah. <but laughs> you go to these places and you think no one's ever cooked in this kitchen because they're missing this and this and this. And it's like I went when I was in the lakes, I was like, there's no, like, there was no boiling pot. Mm. Say if you wanted to boil vegetables or anything, mm. just like Teflon coated pans mm. and as much as I'm like oh this feels so wrong I was like there's nothing else I can oh. do so I'm like making the meal and I've not just ordered Uber Eats yeah instead yeah, they probably cooked it in a Teflon yeah. pan yeah. Like, I know kitchen <laughs> anyway. can't win. yeah so you know it's just kind of thinking this is not like totally aligned with how I would like it to be but I'm doing the best I can and you just kind of you have to believe that you know you are making a difference because you are yeah the little the little things certainly add up um even if it's you know you could say compare that to lifestyle changes it's the small things that you do every day mm-hmm. that make a big difference not the one time you did something really it's like mm-hmm. it's not going to change things totally agree yeah but even so say with like lunches generally um if I've got leftovers I'll um I'll eat those like say if I've cooked the night before or I might say go to a supermarket whilst I'm out and about and I'll get some like hummus and some veggie sticks and maybe like even tinned fish if I can find some in olive oil mm-hmm. um I think one time when I was in Copenhagen I found like a like a gluten-free and vegan bakery and it was all handmade and I picked up a pastry because I was like I'm in Copenhagen I'm gonna have a Danish pastry Mm -hmm. and yes I picked up this I don't know what it actually was there was cheese and olives and stuff in it and I thought I I don't care I'll just have anything (laughs) (laughs) I I picked up some like tinned some tinned fish and I went and sat in the botanical gardens and I ate that and I, yeah I really enjoyed it and you know part of it is thinking this isn't what I would usually eat at home there's not as many vegetables here but I'm rolling with it I'm you know fueling myself and I think certainly eating it in a nice area that you you get to like really appreciate the area that yeah, being outside being in the sun being happy not being on your phone that's yeah. probably just as if not more important than what you're eating it yeah. comes back to again, I would say if you're eating this quote perfect organic um, meal, but you're inside, you're anxious, you're depressed, you would rather be out with your friends at the restaurant 
but you're like trying to be super healthy so you've locked yourself away that's not going to be beneficial that meal you might as well have gone out yeah and it's definitely that kind of way isn't sustainable either because if you constantly restrict yourself and think like I can't do that you know I'll end up doing this if I do that you just you won't stick with it anyway no no and your your mental health won't Mm. for it either um that if you just kind of embrace life's ups and downs and its ebbs and flows you know everything you know works out Mm -hmm. in the end um but yeah like meal wise you you can do kind of the basics so for me I've sent everything around like protein and then I also like make sure I'm having some kind of fiber um so whether that's veggies or say for my breakfast if that's a fruit or something um and then like a healthy fat incorporated in there that you know these three things they all kind of they're the basics of any meal really um and that can apply to just your general life or Mm -hmm. even yeah so when you're at home that should be a basic blood sugar balancing meal template yeah Yeah. because especially whilst traveling you know we talked about this earlier that when I say if I'm traveling the next day after I've arrived and say if I've gone on an aeroplane and I've gone for a different time zone or like I've not been sleeping and it just like seriously messes with your hormones and I'll find that I'm like I'm really hungry the next day and so I don't you know think oh I'll starve myself you know I'll play into that and I'll be like do you know what my body right now needs a little snack so I go out and I choose something that's going to be nourishing and not like oh I'll go out and have a have a burger as a snack mm. or, or like I'll drink loads of alcohol to combat this you know people and, use holidays or trips as like an escape from regular life so they try and follow this like perfectly clean diet and then when they're away it's like you've unleashed this beast who just can't stop eating <laughs> and then they just like overdo it they'll have dessert every day um because they'll think oh while I'm away I might as well make the most of it it's kind of like that diet diet starts on Monday mentality yeah like you couldn't you don't need to wait until Monday to begin something and your life shouldn't be so restricted that you have to completely change when you're away from home it should be that you can have even at home if you really really want a piece of cake one day maybe before your period you've had a bit of stress on can you have a drink of water first yes and just make sure that you've process your emotions and uh, maybe you've had your meal and you've just let that settle and try to satiate your cravings in other ways and then maybe if you can in advance have some gluten-free cake available and if not just enjoy the cake have a have a slice to start with enjoy it savor it go for a little walk and yeah if you want a bit more have it but if you take those like little steps you'll often find you're not even going to get to that end point where you're just like shoving the cake down your face (laughs) I mean that's that's the thing like holidays have the power to be so beneficial um I know a lot of practitioners talk of clients where they can go on holiday and they can eat gluten and it isn't giving them the same symptoms Mm -hmm. as when they were like at home Mm -hmm. that obviously comes down to stress Mm -hmm. and that you know you come away from life to escape it whilst you're on holiday and 
you know, if you just addressed, you know, that stress in your life back at home, you wouldn't feel the need yeah. to, you know, escape it. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to mean like you have to do this all-encompassing big life change, you know, stress reduction can be simple, you know, mm-hmm. little tweaks. And that is also the thing that makes the biggest difference. Yeah. I tell clients instead of doing an hour meditation in the morning and then being completely like running around like a headless chicken for the rest of the day, why don't you just do like little five breaths every couple of hours? That's going to be way more effective than doing this like huge elaborate morning routine and then not sticking to any of it for the rest of the day. Yeah. I, I mean, which one's going to be the most powerful in that? Yeah. A thing I used to do is when I was at work, I would whenever I needed the toilet, I go to the toilet to have hmm. obviously good moments, but also just take a second being like, wow, it's really busy. Let me do like five like mm-hmm. breaths, you know, inhaling in and then exhale. Mm-hmm. I go out there feeling so much better. And you know, it's you know the the book Atomic Habits, mm-hmm. yeah, how he talks about habit stacking, you know, and that's how you get it huh? into your routine. Do something on top of a, a habit that you're already doing and the habit is going to the toilet and this ha- new habit is doing something mm-hmm. just you stack it on yeah. or if you're going for a walk outside can you do some positive affirmations or can you like study maybe listen to something if you're if you're at college or whatever you can listen to some education on your walk and gain like a two-in-one benefit yeah I mean a thing I like to do whilst I'm traveling is I mean I I do love to journal and it's a habit that sometimes I should do more of you know you're writing out my thoughts and stuff um but I got a particular journal where they it asks you questions and I'm able to then fill that out and it takes the pressure off and I actually I look forward to that but say like when I'm traveling um I buy a postcard and I then write them, just have like a little reflect whilst I'm having a coffee. And I really enjoy this like little ritual of going to a little local souvenir shop and I'll I'll buy a postcard actually for my parents. Mm. I always seal that one out and I oh, post it. I love that. But then I buy one for myself mm-hmm. and I'm like, what postcard do I like? And, you know, I then, you know, write out all my thoughts and um, I then just keep it. And I've got, you know, so many postcards of all of the places that I've ever been to. And, um, yeah, so that in, you know, quite a few years' time I'll have that little memento and it's it's a relatively cheap thing to buy and then you you might not even want, like, a souvenir because sometimes the best souvenirs are the ones that, have, like, hold memories. Yeah. when there's, like, emotion involved and you're, like, writing your feelings and just being with yourself on mm. that trip. That's a lovely lot of habits have. Yeah, no, that's that's probably like one of my favorite things to do. Like when I travel, is I look forward to being like, mm. oh, can I find a really nice coffee shop, get a really nice flat white, and write my postcard. And, <laughs> you know, just get out anything that I'm feeling because yeah. if you've like said, like say had a bad like trip, you know your train was delayed or you missed your flight or something. You know, if you're constantly then walking around and that's going on in your head, you know, it's going to set you up for not having a nice day. or ruin the rest of the trip, aren't it? Yeah. And so if you just get that out and you 
process it and um yeah it just it changes like your perspective of things and you know the way that you're gonna spend the rest of mm -hmm. your time I have a when I I went to America when I was 19 I, went, I did Camp America oh wow and after that is when all the health issues really kicked <laughs> off so <laughs> this was like my last bit of health and I kept a journal the entire time that I was there and some days it felt like a bit of a chore but I really knew that I would forget a lot of it because it was just like every day for about seven weeks I was doing so many activities and I actually so when I moved recently um, I found the journal and I read through it with my boyfriend and he loved learning about all the little things and I was just talking about how I was feeling um I found the moment I got food poisoning I was like, my stomach's so bad today I feel horrible and then the next day I was like I feel so good this is so fun um so yeah it was, it was really great to see um how I was doing back when I was 19. Yeah I think that there's something so nice about um kind of looking back on those things I mean last night my mum was showing me some photos of her of her trip that where she met my dad mm. and you know she'd done this whole photo album with little strips of you know the description and stuff and it's that in of itself is such a nice feeling you know to surround yourself it's it's being mindful mm. you know, mm -hmm. laughter and surrounding yourself with people who make you feel good that in of itself is a type of medicine yeah. um that's why I really love, you know, looking back and reminiscing, you know, as long as it's, well, it, even if it's a bad thing that happens. Yeah, the like I got through that. Like, I survived. Everything's good. Like, there was no need for me to worry. It kind of just relates it to things that you're maybe going through now or similar yeah. things. Yeah, and you can, I think it's a lovely kind of feeling to look back at something and being like, do you know what? It all worked out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was me at the end of that journal. So I got home. I was like, I'm going to journal every day for the rest of my life. That didn't happen, but <laughs> I carried on for a good, like, three months afterwards and not as consistent, but, like, once a week I'd check in and then I was talking about, oh, I don't feel good, like, my skin's getting really bad and that's when I started to really notice the difference between my diet and how I was feeling because during that seven weeks I was just eating crap at the camps. It was just burgers and pizzas and all of that stuff you can imagine at a kid's summer camp. And then when I, I travelled to New York afterwards and I got access to like Whole Foods and really amazing health food shops and I was like, I feel so much better just eating vegetables. And then yeah. I got home and I was talking about my health issues starting and then it's when I found out about CNN, the college, and I was like, oh, I found this college. Um, I'm going to enrol. I'm going to see what happens. Um, yeah. I hope that I can help people. And then I looked at it like this year and I was like, wow, it's, it's all worked out. I was like, led on that path it all worked out so well and um, like better than I could have imagined so I just wanted to go back and tell that younger me it's all it's all good it's all gonna work out you're gonna go through these health issues and mental health issues physical health issues for a reason but yeah it's such, such a lovely like look back and reflection I agree yeah it's nice to have I mean people underestimate the power of like reflecting on things and how that kind of it changes mm. like your mental your mental mm -hmm. state. this particular journal that I have is like a three-year mm. journal so it asks the same question every year on that particular yeah. day 
Yeah. it out for three years. Mm-hmm. And it's so nice to just look back at even when, like, yes, so two years ago is when I did my first solo trip and I can see the answer that I wrote maybe, like, on that particular trip mm-hmm. and then I can see what I wrote last year and you can see how, yeah, you evolve and, you know, that's a really beautiful thing to look back on and being like, you know what, when I was 18 or 19 and I was going through some things and you can see your answer from that and then you can see how you answer now and how much you've like grown and I think people do this slightly on new year's or their birthday we take like a little second to just reflect or create goals for the next year but we can do this in any moment yeah you can look back even further or even further into the future even farther back because if you think you've grown that much in say your past self in two years just thinking about well what's future me from like two years mm-hmm. from now yeah like and they're gonna look back and well yeah it's just nice to have like an appreciation and be grateful that you know life isn't amazing you know all the time um but it all kind of works out someone someone said to me recently like your pain will be your portal or it was something along those lines that oh your what's the other one your mess becomes your message. Oh, <laughs> yes, another yeah. one that kept me going for some difficult times. Yeah, and it, it, obviously it's not nice to go through, you know, bad things that that happen. It's not nice to be in pain or, you know, have chronic health issues. But in the end, it it'll work out. And before you know it, you, say for example, you're a nutritional therapist and you're now helping people mm-hmm. with the struggles that you had yeah. when you were younger. And yeah, I wouldn't change it for a world. Yeah. world. yeah. And that's, you know, it's so nice to then be able to help people who are just like you. Yeah. Totally agree. Okay. So I've got some more questions. If you're okay to stay on a little bit longer. No, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> cool. Um, so in terms of supplements, I'm sure people are going to have lots of questions. Like, do I need supplements, especially to travel with? Should I do anything beforehand? Or is there anything like key that you'd recommend taking with them? Yeah. So I, I, th- I did a lot of like healing work before I went traveling. Um, but also whilst I was working with you, I went on my first trip and I was saying earlier that I had such a strict supplement regime and I took every single one of them. Can be done. (laughs) (laughs) And I've never taken like say little bags of supplements on aeroplanes. Maybe (laughs) don't do that. Um, I've took a pill like case thing. The fun with that. There used to people having medications and all sorts. So either just take them in the proper tubs with the labels on, or if you get a little pill organizer, yeah. they're usually fine I just make a I have a list with me like what's in this what's in like Saturday's section okay, yeah, what products right. are in there and I've never known anyone to have a pro- have a problem and even some of my clients they're traveling all over the world and to even some more strict countries and no one's ever had anything taken off them yeah I mean I generally I put all of my supplements into like one jar of say magnesium mm-hmm. or something yeah I've been on airplanes with that and yeah obviously if you're taking a powdered magnesium, don't put it in little plastic bags. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit suspicious. Um, so, yeah, maybe have that one yeah. in its original container. Yeah. Um, but generally I 
I mean, I always, I take the supplements that I take on the daily anyway, um, but things I would definitely prioritise when I'm travelling is obviously magnesium. Um, and I was saying earlier that I bought five months' worth of magnesium to take with me on my trip because I know that's the magnesium that I like and you never know, like, the quality. Certainly if you're a practitioner, you know, like, the ingredients of certain stuff so many different versions though like a health food store in a different country would probably have it but if it's in a tablet form if it's like magnesium mm. oxide if it's got loads of other bulking agents then it's there's no point even taking it it can yeah. cause some like negative symptoms yeah i mean i like i ran out in the end and i had to buy a magnesium and the thing is it didn't it didn't work for mm. me i came home and i was like desperate for the magnesium that I usually have because I I don't know if like finding magnesium glycinate in a good quality form is as common certainly in a, a health food shop mm. I think it's I think practitioners just know a little bit more that that one is better and it is more expensive I think in the health food store they just know the benefits of magnesium but they don't know all the intricacies and yeah all that yeah, so that's something I definitely, especially if I'm travelling and going to a different time zone and you know, helping my sleep out, taking magnesium at night is just my go-to. Um, as for, like, any other supplements, another one that I got a five-month supply of was Megaspore. Mm. So probiotic. Um, I know that it works. It's, it's my holy grail. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I always go back to that one. I'll have a few months with it and I'm like, I don't feel as good. And then I'm like, yeah, oh, I'm not yeah. taking Megaspore. So, um, I and especially because I was like, I don't know, you know, the, the new experiences I'm having and if I'm going to eat as well. I'm saying if I'm getting sick, I'm not going to be doing my usual kind of wellness practices. Um, that's why I think a probiotic is really important, especially if you're going to, say, a a lower like socioeconomic country say if you're going to like India or something and you don't quite know the quality of water mm. what's in it or you know if you're going to get food poisoning from anywhere you know I touched wood and didn't get food poisoning from any of the places that I've been to um but you just never know and perhaps by taking a probiotic you're going to prevent yourself from you know, making yourself susceptible mm -hmm. to it. And trust um, me, prevention in that situation is so much better than just trying to fix it once it's already happened. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely a, pro a good quality probiotic. But I think it's Saccharomyces boulardii mm -hmm. if you are prone to traveller's diarrhoea. So I recommended that to a friend who was going to Africa um, to who came back and, you know, was <laughs> pulling the through the eye. <laughs> what a shame yeah I said take some of this um but maybe like a, a good quality like multivitamin mm -hmm. if you know that you're definitely not going to be getting you know as much you know as many vegetables and, and fruit and everything um I also like taking electrolytes especially again if you're going to be drinking um or like you're in a really hot place, you're drinking coffee, you're doing lots of activities, electrolytes, you know, replenishing your body 
especially like with hydrating yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't want headaches or to be constipated. You know, uh, hydration is definitely a thing that a lot of people kind of overlook. And especially when you're going on these all-inclusive booze fest, you know, holidays, if you want to like nourish yourself in the slightest bit, the next day, if you're feeling a bit rough, some electrolytes. Or even just when you're, if you're in a city, you're just out and about all day, stopping off at coffee shops. Um, You don't want to be carrying a water bottle around a lot of the time. So people really get dehydrated. But I would say if you you can carry a water bottle, it will just help so many different functions. Like your body is primarily made of water. So just to help your hormones and your skin and your brain and your energy, like hydration is a foundational thing. I'd rather them stay hydrated than take different supplements, honestly. But water alone isn't enough for hydration these days, unfortunately. So that's where the electrolytes come in. So I, I would agree with that one. I, I definitely have my emotional support water bottle. <laughs> I've got one of the um the Berkey's like sport. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I unfortunately I left that in a cafe two weeks ago, and I was devastated. Yeah, got off the bus, and the, this cafe was forty minutes away on the bus, and I I did send them a Facebook message saying I don't suppose you've like got this water bottle, and they never got back to me, and I'm just like. Oh. Um, to let it go someone else can maybe benefit from that yeah like um, what is this but (laughs) (laughs) I get like a the only like issue with that is obviously like when I go through um airport scans pick up on it and they're like what is this and I'm like it's a water filter um there is another company I do I've got a grail bottle so it's like gray with an a and then an l okay and that's for I think this was a few years ago when I was going on I was going to Australia and I read about how they keep the water the water system next to the toilet on the aeroplane. Mm. And it can be contaminated with feces and stuff. And I was really a bit grossed out by that. So I bought this grey water. Well, buy whatever you're selling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, so it, it works on gravity, so you do have to push it down in order to, like, filter the water through mm-hmm. um so I think that works say if you're they're going on a multi-day like hike or you know and you're filling up from streams and stuff there are like a few different alternative kind of bottles that you can use that then makes it safe to drink and it filters okay um, cool so that's that's the only one that I know of but I mm. do there are quite a few like other ones out mm-hmm. there um but yeah, obviously the, the Birkin one makes it really mm-hmm. happy. You can just, I would use that in everyday life. I'd fill it up from the tap, like say when I'm at work or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's the same brand. I've got the one at home, like the proper tank one, yeah. just for, yeah, home, but you're not going to carry that around. So they do a no. water bottle. Yeah. yeah. They, I mean, I obviously have that at home, but when you're out and about, say like if you're at work and you finished all your, <laughs> your filtered water, <laughs> it's your first world problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh I've run out of filling <laughs> um yeah so just like yeah filling up my Berkey bottle that yeah worst case scenario like you don't have any water um like water bottles or anything like that tap water you'll just have to drink it but I'd rather you do that than be dehydrated yeah no definitely that's kind of the approach just getting what you can yeah I mean even 
that's another thing. I always take herbal teas mm. with me, just a little, like a few different ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly feel better if I, say if I don't have a water bottle, and it's like I'll have a herbal tea instead. I at least mm-hmm. feel like there are some nice benefits to yeah. that. Some antioxidants and some like liver support at the same time yeah. as the tap water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try and con- counteract that. Any other yeah. like top products, gadgets, um, must so, haves when you're traveling? I so I love the. I don't think it's called Blue Box anymore. The bond. Oh yeah, bond charge. Um, the red glasses, and I I actually saw it on a, an Instagram video. Someone was wearing them on the plane. Mm. Oh yeah, I saw one of um. Is it called the guy who plays for Man United, Erling? Oh, okay. Yeah, he's they... he's like the really tall one, and he I've seen seen them talk about him before because he eats like grass fed meats and he does uh-huh. like ice baths, and he's really in it. he's like an amazing player. And he was on the plane with another one of the United um, teammates with the with the glasses on. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah so they know. they know what we know. Yeah, literally, I've seen something very similar recently. Um, but yeah, I like, especially in airports when it's like 1am and the lights are so bright. And I especially find on a long haul flight and we're sat so close to a little tiny TV screen, it starts giving me a headache and mm. I, I don't get headaches. But as soon as I put on those glasses, it just within like 30 minutes just goes away. Um, but I was sat next to this lady and she was like, do you mind me asking, like, why are your glasses red? <laughs> You're like, let me tell you. <laughs> you have three hours. Like, oh. <laughs> I'll just bring out my list. To which she'd never asked. She's stuck on a, like, a 12-hour flight with you. <laughs> Literally. Um, so, yeah, that's, like, one of my go-tos, especially for long flights. Um, oh, I don't know, isn't it? Obviously the bottle... Um, it's nice like having an aura ring I can kind of see you know how sort of my body is being affected and I know a few people don't particularly like to rely on a ring to tell them like to rest but sometimes seeing this information that oh Oh, yeah motivates me yeah like seeing oh I had a really bad sleep last night actually motivates me to then prioritize my sleep Mm -hmm tonight mm-hmm. it's the same with like a blood sugar monitor yeah you know I think oh well I don't particularly feel great when I eat beans on toast and then I see it mm. we don't want to just just rely on the gadgets but that yeah. combined with again intuition how do yeah. I feel is that being confirmed or not with the with the gadget I yeah. I love it yeah it definitely kind of brings out your intuition of mm. you know things that most of the time I can wake up from the sleep and be like, do you know what? I had a really good sleep and it shows. <laughs> and people are like, you want to spend hundreds of pounds for it to tell you what you already know, but it tells you so much, doesn't it? Like yeah. your step parent and your recovery. And I use it as well to like adapt my workout. So if I've had, I, I think I've had an all right sleep, but my recovery was really low. My, my heart rate variability is really low. Then I'm not going to push it too much with a workout. So yeah. that would help me recover faster so that my sleep is better the next day. Yeah. No, definitely I'd say, especially when you're travelling and you say had a poor night's sleep or a few days of stressful stuff, 
I can definitely, obviously, I would kind of know in my, of myself, but it just kind of confirms it, like, on my ring. And, you know, since having, I've had it for about a year now, and I'm definitely more in line with, you know, prioritising rest, whereas beforehand I always used to just be like, oh, I may as well, you know, do my workout, you know, forcing myself to do things that actually weren't that beneficial. Mm, might have backfired for you to go to the gym and do a hard workout yeah. that day. Yeah. and it's I personally love just getting the, like, rewarding messages. Yeah. Like, if my score is above 80, I'm like, I'm killing mm. it. Like, I'm a health queen. Yeah, <laughs> three crowns. Oh in yeah, one day. <laughs> I'm in the best mood all day when that happens. <laughs> like it's a boost. It's like, well, my body is yeah. it's so great today. My body is a temple. <laughs> and I do have code for the blue blocking glasses, and I know they give you like codes for the aura ring, like forty dollars off or something. So I'll, if I've got any of those left, I'll put yeah. the links in the show notes. Um, and any other links that Tori's mentioned today. Um, is there anything else you want to mention before we finish up in terms of recommendations, tips, advice? Um, I was going to say as well with the the health side of things going on holiday, I never felt as good as when I've been to Madeira the past couple of years. In the sea, in the sun, grounding every day, um, my circadian rhythm, my body clock's on point. I'm staying really active, but just not being inside in the gym I'm just walking I'm exploring so I feel like there's I feel like that's why a lot of people feel better on a holiday partly because of the stress but also because you're so much more in touch with nature and you're often on your phone and your gadgets less yeah definitely I mean you actually make me want to go to Madeira I keep seeing <laughs> people you know shooting these beautiful scenes and then it gets to the end of the video and it's Madeira so yeah. it's definitely it's on my list yeah, it's stunning it's perfect it's like part rainforesty vibes and then beachy ocean amazingness yeah no it definitely I mean I when I was in Oz I was I never used to like swimming and I I wasn't particularly great at it but I got to Australia and I was like oh I actually need to swim mm. <laughs> and so I forced myself like in my ancestry yeah I I forced myself I did from Christmas Day because it was nice and warm on Christmas Day. <laughs> and I did three weeks, rain or shine, getting into the ocean. Mm. It felt so nice mm. that my auntie taught me a the Melbourneian way is to just run into mm-hmm. the ocean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no, like, tiptoe in. If you yeah. overthink it, you're not going to go in, so just straight in. Yeah. And so now I'm just, I'm such a, I'm a cold, I'm a cold dip lover. And, you know, it's, obviously it has its benefits but I I just love it the feeling of being like I just went for a cold yeah, dip yeah pushing yourself did you go in the lakes did you swim anywhere there yeah yeah recently and then we even you know went up to Edinburgh a couple of weeks ago we went to the beach and we went for a dip and it was mm-hmm. not that it was cold but you know there weren't many other people in the the water and then we found out when I got like back to her house that night that there was a sewage problem oh, <laughs> they were warning locals not to swim at the beach but there was <laughs> a single sign that said this yeah we, we definitely swam in some dodgy water nice uh, <laughs> again the cold cold benefit maybe outweighed that a little bit sign. um 
but yeah, I, I your didn't... immune system was strong enough to fight it off, whatever it was. Yeah, I'd even actually taken a little sip accidentally. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's the, it's the small stress. It's that home hormetic stress. Yeah, oh yeah, the, the, the yeah, makes you stronger. Yeah, literally. So <laughs> a little, little bit of sewage does that. <laughs> But I heard the same thing with the Lake District. Like a lot of those lakes aren't suitable for swimming in at the moment, so that's pretty sad. Yeah, I think it's is it the blue green mm, algae? Yeah, you know, like little bits of it. Um, but yeah, I think if it if it looks all right, mm. it's fine. be fine. A little bit here and there, it's, it's all worth it for the invigorating. Yeah, and my. We're taking it up a level because me and my boyfriend have been into wild swimming since I met him. He's been doing it a little bit longer. But he's booked us in for a naked swim in the sea in the northeast, somewhere near Newcastle. Nice. On, like the 20-something of September. Right. Send <laughs> That's going to be... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's maybe like a thousand people or something there. And then I think that they're putting on so- like saunas like to heat you up afterwards on the beach which you have to book so that's going to be the cold water plus the exhilaration of being nude at the same time yeah <laughs> that sounds hilarious yeah yeah i'll, I'll send you the link but yeah that'll that'll be funny. Funny. <laughs> i'll be like hi Viv. <laughs> yeah. we meet in person for the first time at that event <laughs> and i've shared it on the podcast so there'll be some Probably some other people that I know there. Others joining us. <laughs> if you want to come, you can all come. I don't mind. <laughs> but anything you want to finish up with? Any other tips? Um, no, just really, just you know, You're highly promoting it, and I feel like everyone is gonna be booking the the next trip after yeah, the just call. Just do it. Just like get out of your comfort zone. Do something that is a little bit scary, especially if you feel stuck. Hmm. Like stuck in something in your life right now um don't be afraid to like embrace a change um definitely what I found when things are not going particularly well I'm like right what can I do here because if I'm doing the same thing nothing's going to change um so yeah even if it is doing something completely new you might hate it but you also might love it and that's like my most recent post about the mango effect I don't know if you saw that um just a quick little ditty mm. my mum grew up telling me this story that when she went to the outback she bought some mangoes and she left them on the coach and she came back a few hours later and the bus stank of mangoes well some kind of stinky smell and she was put off eating mangoes for a long time and I grew up with this story not liking mangoes mm. and I never even tried a mango wow. until one day I did and I was like I love this <laughs> I had the same thing my mum didn't like mangoes I don't know why but I was like no I don't either and I actually yeah. enjoyed it yeah and th- that's what I call it the mango effect because it was her experience but I'd never even experienced it myself mm. so that's why I'm like you know if someone tells you oh I didn't particularly like this thing it wasn't yeah. to me don't think that that it won't work for you because you just got to try it yourself or even in in like which is perfect for this conversation I was always in in my mind I had negative connotation with hostels Mm -hmm. like I just always thought of them as like scary places bad things happen 
they're like filthy um so I've like always had that in my mind but then I've heard so many opposite things yeah um, so it can happen with not just food it can happen with a ton of things that that conditioning yeah I mean I went to one hostel and it had an outdoor shower and imagine hot water you're in this cute little it wasn't very big little plants around me nice. kind of like a bamboo thing so if someone you know really went <laughs> enough, they oh, yeah, it depends on like <laughs> how much you're paying where you're at but yeah. you can always find like better and worse options so yeah. we don't have this general blanket statement like all oh, hostels are bad yeah some of them are yeah. some of them are pretty gross I took my brother once to one in London and he said, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> you ruined your, your chance to, to get him into it. Um, whereas I just, I love it. I embrace it. I'm like, I literally paid £10 for yeah. this. What what do I expect? Yeah. Um, but in some places you end up with a whole room to yourself. Mm-hmm. Cool. Amazing. I have three or four final questions for you. Um, so the first one is, what's your go-to breakfast when you're at home? Or is it the um, same as when you're away? Greek yogurt, berries, granola? Actually, I, I don't tend to eat yogurt and berries when I'm at home. I I, I do like eggs. I, I'm very, like, I eat one breakfast for a long period of time and then I get bored of it. Um, so, yeah, I really like pesto and eggs, whether that's scrambled or as an omelette. Um, but I also at the moment I really like galettes. So like, oh, I heard someone. I've never had one. Are they French? Um, I actually don't know like where oh. they're from. Like a little pancake, you think? Yeah, but yeah. it's made with buckwheat. Oh, right, so yeah. It's literally buckwheat flour and milk. Mm. And you mix it up until it's fairly like thick and liquidy. And then you just cook it, and it's one of like mm. the best gluten-free wraps that you've ever mm-hmm. had so that's why I had this yeah, I'll have to get on that um I had some pesto on it I did some some mackerel mm-hmm. lemon juice and some pepper and then I put some tomatoes and rocket on it delicious it was super yummy yeah so that's my addiction at the moment I really like galettes yeah it's really good pancakes. yeah I heard someone she went to France and because they're not great at gluten-free I think she found galettes and she was like, oh, these are naturally gluten-free, so that's good. I think yeah. she survived on them all week. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll have to try them. And especially if they're simple and easy first thing in the morning, that's another positive. Is there something else that you're into lately? So obviously travel is number one, passion at the moment. Anything else that could be related to health and wellness or completely random? Not particularly, like, I mean... I've been a big like therapy advocate for quite a few years now and I definitely think part of my healing journey was also like obviously seeing a nutritional therapist but also going to therapy mm. myself. So I've I've done that for a number of years and for the last sort of three years I've, you know, been on and off seeing a therapist. And the last time I went to see one was before I went backpacking. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I got back and I thought, yeah, I'm fine, like, you know. But the thing is, life happens. You know, there's ups and downs. And sometimes it's really nice to talk to someone who has, like, no opinion, like, on your life um, and doesn't know. Complete outsider. Yeah. No family dynamics or your past or. Yeah. So um, 
I've recently just gone back to therapy and yeah, loved it. I was like, I've missed this. And yeah, just not to underestimate, you know, the power of going to see someone like that. Because a lot of people think, oh, you have to be like super depressed or, you know, mentally ill to go and see a therapist. And it's just, it's another one. The the ideal time is to go when you're not completely having a breakdown. Yeah. And I think a lot of, well, certainly my inspiration to go traveling came from learning about myself through therapy and discovering who I was. Um, so yeah, you know, solo traveling can be your own therapy to you know expand your comfort zone, but also just yeah, talking to a therapist about your general life and about you know, why you do things is really beneficial. So Great. Yeah, amazing at the moment yeah love that um do you have a book recommendation that you want to share it could be fiction an audiobook something in the health world nutrition yeah um so I really like the book it's called the midnight library and it's about a woman who she really kind of hates her life and she is going to well commit suicide and she I'm not sure if she does, if she takes loads of pills and she then gets taken to this library and it's a library full of like all of her decisions that she's ever made and there's a book for each like Mm. and she goes in and picks all of these other books and tries out her life if she hadn't, if she had made Mm -hmm. this decision and um, she actually discovers, do you know what my life as it is yeah. right now, is the life that yeah. I want. It's like the, uh, what's the Christmas film? The yeah. old, yeah, there's a Christmas film just like that. Like an old fashioned one, black and white. Which one? The Scrooge one. No, no. Uh, oh, it's going to bother me. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly the same. So he goes to commit suicide. Um, he has like, a stressful job as a banker and what's it called it's a wonderful I, life right I, i've never actually yeah, seen yeah yeah it's amazing okay well put that so, on my yeah list. watch that this christmas and compare and i'll read your book yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's fine. really good i probably just like ruined the the ending for you <laughs> but <laughs> same with the book we know that it it turns out good but I'd rather I don't like reading books from like anxious. I want to know that it ends well. <laughs> yeah, it's a wonderful life. Okay, well, I'll give that I, a look. That took me a while, but I can't believe I didn't get that that first. Yeah. <laughs> first time. Um, very last question, Tori, is where can people find you? Um, I believe you're taking on clients at the moment, nutrition clients. So tell us where they can get in touch with you if they're interested or if they have just questions in general about today's podcast episode. Yeah, you can um, send me an email. Um, I'm sure you'll put my email mm-hmm. in the description. But even just sending me a message on Instagram, I've got both a nutrition Instagram and also a little travel one. The travel one's more, more about, you know, mindset. Obviously, there's also, like, healthy travel things in there. But if you want to explore the solo travelling side, go to that one. But if you just want young person, simple tips, of how to like get started into wellness um you can just head to my instagram and yeah send me a message even if you just like today's podcast yeah let her know 
let her know what you found helpful if you have any trips planned or yeah if you just want a little bit more of a push to book your first trip then i'm sure tori will will help you up (laughs) (laughs) amazing this has been so fun i have kept you much longer than i planned but thank you for (laughs) sharing your time we had a nice catch-up as well um and yeah i'm feeling inspired i want to go and book a trip right now Next <laughs> trip to Madeira booked. <laughs> Third time. <laughs> Thanks, Tori. See ya. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I would love for you to leave me a rating and review on your podcast app, as this helps to support the show and it allows it to reach more people with this valuable information. Come and say hi over on Instagram. I'm at Viva Natural Health. And if you haven't already, check out my website, vivanaturalhealth.co.uk for tons more free resources and to discover how I could support you further. I currently offer one-on-one consultation packages if you want my top-level support, then more affordable group programs and self-paced online courses. So there really is something for everyone. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll see you back here next week for another episode.